This is the Gospel According to the Rock, tracing the rocky journey of God's foundation through the Bible. An anchor for the soul. When are we? At the writing of the letter to the Hebrews, about 70 AD. Where are we? Probably in Italy. Why are we here now? Jesus is called an anchor in a verse of this book. We're going to look at the properties of an anchor and compare them to rocks we've read about. The anchors of the New Testament period were either rock or metal. Where is Jesus right now? Jesus has ascended into heaven and is spiritually living in and through people that trust him. By way of background, we've read about Pharaoh. He sank like a stone in the Red Sea. That sinking is like what an anchor does. It sinks and then doesn't easily move. But Jesus is different from Pharaoh. He's not an anchor just because he sank. He sank into death and rose again into life. This is a different kind of anchor. He's firmly alive and firmly in place in heaven. Pharaoh's rule sank and ended. Jesus' rule rose and continues. There are also some clear differences between Peter and Pharaoh when it comes to sea water. Peter walked on the sea at least a little while. Pharaoh sank under the sea. Some translations say that when men and horses tried to get out, they were thrown back into the sea. Peter asked to be invited onto the water. Pharaoh charged into harm's way on his own after a committee meeting, where he and his officials said, What were we thinking? Peter was submitted to Jesus. Pharaoh wasn't submitted to anybody. Our section of scripture in Hebrews talks about faith before Jesus came. How could God guarantee a promise? What could he do to show he's serious about raising Jesus from the dead? God could swear an oath. So here's the scripture passage. Listen for the words oath, promise, swear, and anchor. Hebrews 6, starting with verse 13. For when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater to swear by, he swore by himself. I will indeed bless you, and I will greatly multiply you. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham obtained the promise. For people swear by something greater than themselves, and for them a confirming oath ends every dispute. Note, God gave Abraham both a promise and an oath. God's faithfulness to Abraham is an example of God's faithfulness to many people much later. Verse 17, because God wanted to show his unchangeable purpose even more clearly to the heirs of the promise, he guaranteed it with an oath, so that through two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to seize the hope set before us. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Note, the scripture will now start talking about some things in heaven. Middle of verse 19. It, the hope, enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Jesus has entered there on our behalf as a forerunner because he has become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. That was Hebrews 6, verses 13 to 20. In the future, people will read the letter to the Hebrews. They will continue to grab a hold of the hope God gives in Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus will help people see their lives on earth in a different light. They will be stabilized by Jesus' constant love, power, and purpose. 
He will act as an anchor in heaven for our souls. Produced by Static Force, LLC. Sometimes things don't change.